There are two hills fighting for the heart and soul of this nation, Capitol Hill and Calvary. That's right, politics and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about. But what are we doing? We're not running away from either of them. In fact, we're pitching our tent and we're setting up camp right smack dab in the middle of them both, taking on today's most controversial political moves through a biblical lens. It's time to equip this generation to rise up into its God-appointed destiny to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. It's time to take our nation back. Welcome to Camp on the Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the campfire. This is Camp on the Hill, Episode 3. Church, it's time to fight. Stand down or storm the gates of hell. Guys, I'm excited about today's episode. We have a lot to get into, a lot of really awesome and hopefully challenging and thought-provoking things to get into today. Before we do that, though, uh, please, reminder, please remember, like and share Camp on the Hill on Facebook. When you see the link up there, please like and share that. The goal of Camp on the Hill is is to just get this information out to as many people as possible. Because guys, remember, the, the whole purpose of this is to get people thinking, to get people engaged in the things that are going on in our culture right now that genuinely matter. Because here's the deal. You have a voice. You have, a, you have influence. You have relationships that you have. You have influence over people. And you can take action steps toward changing our culture. And, and, and the thing is, when, when we all get involved together at the same time, guys, we, we're an army and, and we can make a difference. So please like and share Camp on the Hill on Facebook. Tell people, get on Spotify, search Camp on the Hill, listen to it. This is episode three. We've got a bunch of new episodes coming soon. But just, you know, even when you're out having coffee with somebody, talk about Camp on the Hill. Talk about what you heard on there, whether you agreed with it, disagreed with it, liked it, you thought it sucked, just talk about it, you know, because the whole purpose is to get get people talking about these things that are happening in our world right now that are extremely important and to get engaged so we can make a difference. And that leads perfectly into episode three and what we're talking about today. So guys, to start off, I'm going to talk about a little shift that I've seen in Christianity over the last several years. This is not a positive shift. But the hope is, in talking about this today, it leads to something positive, all right? So the shift that I've seen over the last several years within the church is is this idea that Christians, really what it means to be a Christian in today's world with all the craziness that is happening socially, with all the craziness that is happening politically, to be a Christian, it really means to just remove myself not to get involved. I, I shouldn't be loud. I shouldn't share my opinion. I shouldn't, you know, God forbid I, I go to someone in their sin and tell them, you know, what you're doing right now is, is destroying your life and is ultimately going to lead you to hell. You know, that's not my role. Really, to be a Christian in today's society is really just to, to kind of show love to everyone in simple ways, you know, not really take a stand on either side of the fence, but just kind of straddle the fence, you know, say lovey-dovey things and then just remove myself from bad situations when they're happening. Now, here's the deal. Every move in the church, every move in Christianity, every shift, including this one that we're seeing, is all birthed first out of what people are being taught about God. So that begs the question, what are you being taught about God? Think about the 
last, you know, the, the church services that you've been to over the past several years. You know, uh, luckily for me, guys, I have the amazing blessing of being involved in a church family that is Bible-believing, that is God-fearing, that does an amazing job at teaching the truth of God in a loving way to reach people that values people and values God's truth at the same time. And, and so guys, there's a lot of good people out there like that. There's a lot of good pastors bringing the truth of God in love. There's a lot of good churches. There's a lot of good Christians out there that are doing this. But there's also a lot of messages out there about God right now that to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus, is to just remove myself from bad situations. You know, just send my prayers and, and just to send my good vibes, as our, as our woke friends would say. I just want to send you good vibes, man, that, that Jesus was really just a good man. You know, he just loved everyone, and he didn't really buck the system in any way. He's just, he just, you know, Jesus is just all right with me, right? Jesus is just all right with you, whoever you are and whatever you're doing. That, that Jesus just, he's just chill, man. You know, hippie Jesus, right? He just shows love to everyone, and then when bad things start happening, well, he just gets out of Dodge and just removes himself and goes on and does his thing, you know? Um, but here's the deal, all right? That sounds a little bit more like the Big Lebowski than it does the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. So, so who is Jesus? All right. If 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 the shift that we're seeing right now is you know people moving, uh, you know toward being more non-confrontational, right? More non-confrontational Christianity. That that it is not my job to get involved in the political spectrum. That it is not my job to get involved in different societal issues. That it is not my job to voice my opinion. In fact, it's my job to stay out of it and to be quiet and to not share my opinion because to be a follower of Jesus means to be quiet. And where, where, where did this come from? You know, and, and that begs the question, if we are to follow Jesus, if, if, if our mission as Christians is to engage in our culture politically, engage in our culture socially, in all these different areas, and it's to do that like Jesus did in his day. That begs the question, who really is Jesus? Is Jesus more like Mr. Rogers or more like William Wallace? So let's take a look at that question. Mr. Rogers, you know, host of a, of a children's show on on, on public television and, you know, comes in every episode and he's, he's got his little song and dance number that he does, all choreographed and nice. He's very calm, got a very nice, mild-mannered voice and demeanor about him, puts on his nice little sweater and his, and his, and his tennis shoes every, every time he comes in. It's a beautiful show, beautiful show. And I love Mr. Rogers. This is not hating on Mr. Rogers. I absolutely love Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was one bad dude and he did a lot of good. Um, but here's the deal. Was Jesus more like Mr. Rogers, or is he more like William Wallace, right? William Wallace, uh, the character that Mel Gibson played in the epic blockbuster Braveheart, who's based on true events. I'm guessing right now that there are some Christians listening to this who are going to say, 
I'm a Christian. I, I don't even watch movies like that. How dare I watch something that, that has blood and, and, and gore and, and sex and, and lies and, and you know, it's, 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 I, I'm a Christian. You know, I don't watch rated R movies. That's just not what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to push some buttons intentionally. All right, this is a very intentional statement. Jesus Christ was and is rated R. Okay, now, 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 before you freak out, before you tune out real quick, let me explain that. All right, was Jesus the Son of God? Is he the Son of God? Yes, absolutely he is. Is he holy? Meaning he is set apart from sin. Yes, absolutely. Did Jesus ever sin? No. Jesus Christ was the perfect, he was, he was the God man. He was 100% man and 100% God. Jesus never sinned. He was tempted. The Bible says he was tempted in all ways just like we were. So here's the deal. If you are listening to this and you are facing some kind of temptation in your life right now, Jesus can, can understand. Jesus does not just sympathize for you. Jesus empathizes with you because he lived it. Says that he was tempted in all ways that we were, yet he did not sin. So Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus did not sin. Jesus did not partake in sin. But what I mean is, guys, is that when issues of immorality came up in Jesus' day, when issues of, of, of sexual immorality came up, when issues of lying and deceit and killing and war and murder and, and political scandal, and when these things came up, Jesus did not shy away. In fact, he got right in the middle of them and he spoke his opinion. He spoke the truth. He didn't just, you know, say to his to, to his to his to his apostles to the to the disciples, "Hey guys, you know, there's some bad stuff. You know, this this guy over here, you know, he's he's a little tipsy. Oh, you know, this lady right here, man, the the, the Pharisees just caught her in the act of adultery. They're 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 going to stone her right now. I mean, I mean, she's probably you know half naked. I, we we got to shield her eyes. We just got to walk away. We can't be involved in this. Is that what Jesus did? Does that sound like the Jesus that you read about in the Bible? No. It's not. In fact, when these things happen, Jesus went right in the middle of it, right? You see the woman caught in the act of adultery, right? You know, I read that. It says she was caught in the act of adultery and, and, and the Pharisees drag her out um, and, and, and into the public area, into a public area, and they're about to stone her, right? Was she clothed? Was she half naked? Was she, I don't know. She was probably terrified, but it's interesting. Jesus did not shy away from that, guys. Jesus did not shy away from that. In fact, Jesus sees this happening and he sees this as, wow, this is something I need to be involved in. As someone who is representing heaven on this earth, I need to be involved in that. And so he goes right in the middle of it. And I love just the visual. He stands between this woman and her accusers. Doesn't say a word to either of them. Just stands in between her, protecting her first and foremost. Guys, that's a bold move. Jesus choosing to do that, choosing not only to enter into the situation, but to his first move is to defend the woman caught in the act of adultery. Guys, that's huge. Jesus was putting his reputation on the line in a big way there. And you know what? He thought, it's worth it. It's worth it because this is what I'm called to do. I'm, I'm called to engage in these uncomfortable things. I'm called to engage in the rated R things that most Christians today believe that, that, that Christians have no place in. But Jesus saw not only 
did he have a place in that, but it was, it was his duty. It was the very reason he was sent, his purpose, was to engage in these situations. You look at Zacchaeus. You know, uh, Zacchaeus was known in his culture for being a man of sin, a sinner, someone who, who, who cheated people out of money, someone who, who you know, skimmed a little bit off the top when he was collecting taxes for himself. Right? He was not a liked man. Yet Jesus says, Zacchaeus, get down out of that tree. We're going to your house for dinner tonight. And the people said, what? He's going to the house of a sinner? And you see this narrative over and over and over again. Whenever there are political issues going on and people are asking questions about these new political things going on, whenever there's new religious ideas going on, whenever people are caught in, in acts of, of sin and, and they're dealing with you know, feelings of shame and guilt and accusation and all these things going on. Jesus does not shy away. He enters right into those situations and he speaks the truth. Guys, who do you know? Who, who, who ever tried to kill Mr. Rogers? I mean, I mean, when was, let me ask you another question. When was the last time you heard of you know, an assassination attempt on a hippie, right? How many people have ever tried to off a hippie before, right? Not many, you know, if any at all. Why? Because there's no reason, right? Mr. Rogers was a good dude. Like I said, he did a lot of great for our culture, but Mr. Rogers was not confrontational, right? Hippies, right? There's free loving people just, you know, getting high, you know, doing their thing, you know, all that, all that stuff that's good, that's good, right? But they're not confrontational. They're not making an impact on our culture. They're not challenging religious beliefs of this day. They're not challenging political moves of this day. They're not getting engaged in the culture. No one ever tried to kill a hippie. Well, I mean, so, okay. So there was the one time, you know, they tried to get rid of, you know, the dude, the big Lebowski, but that, that was all because he was the wrong Lebowski. All right. He was just trying to get his rug back, man. All right, that, 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 that's for another day. But people don't try to kill hippies, right? And so this idea that Jesus was just a good dude, right? Just a, just a hey man, you know, just, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna spread good vibes and I'm just gonna love on people and not get, you know, I'm not gonna push any buttons, you know, that's not Jesus, right? Because you gotta remember, who killed Jesus, right? Jesus was killed by two groups of people, the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees at the time, and the Romans. Why did they kill him? right? If Jesus was just a good dude, why did they kill him? I'll tell you why they killed him. It's because Jesus was a threat to the Pharisees and Jesus was a threat to Rome, right? Jesus was a threat to these two groups of people because these two groups of people were used to wielding power over those that submitted to them and they wielded it, guys, through fear. They wielded it through intimidation, through bullying tactics. But Jesus not only was he not going to be bullied, not only was he not going to live in fear, but he was going to challenge the core ideas and beliefs of both of these two groups of people. And so, guys, Jesus said something very interesting, right? He looked at, you know, Peter at one point and he said, he said, you know, Peter, you're going to lead my church. And he said, he said, this is my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's a huge statement, okay? So let's break that down. What does that mean? Well, let's think about it. So Christians, right? Why, why are Christians in, in any way involved in the gates of hell, right? Christians are not going to hell. When we get saved, we get saved out of eternal damnation and in to eternal life. So why does Jesus say that we're gonna storm the gates of hell? Guys, 
Let me tell you something right now. The gates of hell are being released on the earth. All right. And this has been happening for a long time. But right now, the gates of hell, the characteristics of hell and of Satan himself are being released on the United States of America. Look at the immorality, the sexual immorality and confusion that is taking place right now. You know, like we, we literally right now are at a place in our society in the United States that we can't even look at someone who was born with a penis and, and say that that is a man because we can't, you know, in, in our PC culture, we can't say that. We, we literally live in a culture now that believes that there's more than two genders, even though science proves and Thousands of years of recorded human history and experience tell us that there are two genders, male and female, and science proves it. Yet what we're seeing is like in Romans chapter one, where, 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 where God gives people over to these, 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 these reprobate minds because people exchange the truth of God for a lie. And we're seeing those characteristics right now. We're seeing the characteristics of, of control in the United States right now through things like cancel culture and media bias. And, and, and honestly, guys, just straight up media lies. I mean, guys, so, so right now, as I'm recording this right now, I am in Washington State. I have a little, little vacation out west. I actually drove across country, literally, you know, took three days, drove across the continental U.S., uh, guys, we have a beautiful country. If you've never made that drive, you got to make that drive. It is straight gorgeous. But, but you know, I, I met some people uh, once we got to Seattle. You know, I met some people at the Seattle airport and had to pick them up. Guys, we're literally, literally I'm not even getting on the stinking plane. I'm walking in the airport just to pick someone up at baggage claim. And I have these signs up all over, have to wear masks. You know, the, the, you know and, and, and any... U.S. airport, you have to wear a mask. Because this is after, this is after the Fauci emails have been released through a Freedom of Information Act uh, release. We see that Dr. Fauci, you know, the, 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 the father, right, the author of the whole mask thing, straight up lied. He said, you know, the, the masks actually don't even really do anything, right? The surgical masks that everyone wears, those little paper ones, not only do they not protect not protect against COVID, to actually help in the spread of certain things. So think about it. You're sitting there breathing. You're in your own air all day, right? Your, your own carbon dioxide. You're just breathing it in all day, right? And the, the bacteria that builds up in those, it just makes you sick, right? So this information has literally been outed publicly that we know now, right? Not that COVID-19 wasn't a real thing. Of course, it was a real thing. COVID-19 is a real thing. But we know that the masks don't do anything, to help, you know, cut down on the spread of, of COVID-19, at least to the extent that they were telling us it would. Yet, guys, we're still going into the, the stinking Seattle-Tacoma International Airport, and, and you have to wear a mask just to walk in and greet someone at baggage claim. It's ridiculous, guys. There is control happening in our culture. That is a characteristic of the kingdom of hell. Immorality, control, and we're seeing fear. As with all these things, widespread fear, fear about, you know, this, you know, possible second strain of COVID, um, you know, fear of, you know, am I going to be able to go back to work? Fear of, you know, look at the economy right now. Look at the, the price of gas right now. Look at the value of the U.S. dollar going down right now. We're looking at all these things. Guys, there's a lot of fear going on. So, guys, there's the characteristics of Satan, right? The gates of hell 
have been released on the United States right now. And, and, and all of these things are completely in contrast to what this nation was founded upon. And all these things are completely in contrast to what the kingdom of God is founded on. Concepts of freedom, concepts of, of liberty, concepts of, of boldness and courage, not fear and bondage. And so guys, the gates of hell have been released on the United States right now. And Jesus is saying to you and me, will you fight? Will you do what I said that my church would do? That my church, that the gates of hell would not prevail against my church. So guys, it's time to step up and it's time to follow Jesus's call to to challenge the gates of hell in our culture. And how are we going to do that? History shows us that when God's people, when the church, when, when people who, who profess to believe in Jesus, when we get involved, things change. You know, look, I mean, look at just a few of the things that we mentioned in our last episode. If you haven't checked out our last episode yet, Rewriting History, go check it out. It's very informative. But look at some of the things that we mentioned. The founding of the United States, all right, all happened because people of God, the Christians, did something. They got involved. Slavery ending, the civil rights movement. You know, go back, go back further. The Protestant Reformation, right? You go back even further. The beginning of the church itself, right? I mean, the beginning of the church. You know, twelve ragtag dudes. You know, who their best friend and their leader just gets publicly shamed and executed right before their eyes. And instead of the movement ending, guys, that is the very event that explodes it because the people of God, those 12 disciples, they move. They don't just give up because their leader died. They don't just, they don't just run and hide. They do it first, but then boldness kicks in, right? The Holy Spirit comes and empowers them to do what God calls them to do, to get involved. And because they made the decision to get involved, the church explodes all over the world. This movement that you and I are a part of today, which then leads to the things like the Protestant Reformation, like the founding of the United States, like slavery ending, like the civil rights movement, like many, many, many other things, all because the people of God got involved. Guys, history shows that when God's people move, when God's people do what Jesus said to storm the gates of hell, Things change. And guys, we have an opportunity in our lifetime right now. We have an opportunity in the day and age that we live, like right now today, we have never had a better opportunity to storm the gates of hell collectively as a church. And why? Because, because there's never been this many gates of hell released on the U.S. on the U.S. and, and on our culture at the same time. Guys, look at things like abortion. Look at things like the sexual immorality and the LG, the whole LGBTQ and and however many dot dot whatever you know you know you know letters they have in their name after that. Look at that movement, guys. Look at look at the impact just those two issues alone are having. Look at the you know the cities burning to the ground. Look at you know leaders, right? Respected leaders going. On, on TV and, and, and in interviews online and, and in newspapers and magazines saying that things like black people are still not free in America. 
you know, just outright lies being pushed in our culture right now, all with an agenda to control and push more and more radical legislation and take away this great, this, this, the, the freedoms that we share in this great country that we're, remember, this is the, the United States, the founding of our country, this part, that's what happens, right? It, the, the founding of the United States took place. The freedoms that you and I enjoy today, the impact for good that we have had on the world is all a result of the people of God choosing to move, to get involved. And guys, right now, you and I have an opportunity to do exactly what Jesus said. It's time to storm the gates of hell. And you might be sitting here thinking, well, man, like, who am I? Like, I, I, you know, I just got a, a normal job. And, and guys, here's the deal. I've talked to several people lately, and I've, and I've heard this, this story from even more people, right? You, if, if you've listened to, you know, you know like Fox News or, or Newsmax or, or anything in recent months, you hear this all, you know, over and over again. There are people who absolutely believe in the things that we're talking about here in Camp on the Hill, yet they are scared to share something like this online. They're afraid to like something like this online. They're afraid to repost it. They're afraid to quote something, right? Because they are terrified that they're going to lose their job. Guys, what in the world is going, what country are we in that people are afraid in 2021, the United States of America to share a political pod, to share a conservative leaning podcast, right? Or to, to share a clip from Tucker Carlson. Right? They're gonna lose their job over that? Or or to 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 possibly I mean, God forbid we wear a make America great again. Oh, we don't even say that. But God forbid we we wear a make America great again hat or share a quote from Donald Trump. People are terrified they're gonna get fired and people have lost their jobs. Guys, this is not right. And I understand, but you may be thinking, listening to this right now, man, I don't want to lose my job. I, I can't take a big stand. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, guys, it doesn't have to be something huge. You don't have to be, Martin, you don't have to pull a Martin Luther, right? You don't have to you know, pull a, a Martin Luther King right now. All you've got to do is start with something simple. So here's the challenge, all right? Here's our challenge. Here's our practical challenge for this week, guys. I want you to think of one of the major areas of the culture wars that we're seeing in the United States right now? What, what are one of the gates of hell that you want to storm in a small but practical way this week, right? Is it, is it the issue of immorality in our country right now? Is it, is it the, the craziness of the LGBTQ movement? Is it the, the, the ridiculous idea that there are more than two genders, right? Uh, is it, is it the, the, the preposterous idea that in 2021 America that black people still are not free, right? Uh, is, it, is it, you know, any, any you know, the, 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 the mask issues, whatever it is, what are the cultural issues? What are the, 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 the issues in the United States right now that you have an opportunity to do something about? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to just pick one of those this week, and I want you to choose some kind of action item, whether that be choosing to post the truth of that issue on your social media account, or whether it be to ask you know, a coworker out to have a cup of coffee 
after work and discuss these issues. Maybe someone that you know disagrees with you on these things. But do this. Take a practical action step this week, guys. Do something about one of these issues this week. And guys, take the first step toward doing what Jesus has called us to do in storming the gates of hell. It's time, church. It's time to stop standing down. And instead, it's time to storm the gates of hell. It's time to stop backing down from uncomfortable situations that demand our attention and our action. And it's time to do what our Savior has called us to do, to enter into those, to follow him into the dark places, to follow him into the uncomfortable places, to follow him into those action zones. And it's time to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. The kingdom of hell, the gates of hell, have been released on our nation. And things will not change until you and I, the people of God, get involved. It's time to take our nation back.